Hello? Anyone there? This thing on? Puka, where the fuck are you, man? Thought you were just joking when you said you were done. Oh well, let's do this thing. Carrying cord and I'm red. Pook has got the week off. That's between him and our producers. Not sure if he ended up suspended for UConn again or mental health reasons. Could be STD treatment. Or he might be on the run from the law. Actually, I think he's getting married for the fifth time. But you're stuck with me anyways. The polling and focus groups tell us this is literally the last thing you guys wanted and might tank the podcast entirely. But the show must go on. I'll try to keep it short and sweet. No retractions this week. I'll save that for when Puka's back so he can admit how he was wrong. Uh, first thing I want to get started with is a random factoid about James Madison. They're up to ninth in the nation in the old Coley Matrix rankings, and that was before their win last night. Just crazy story of them making the transition to FBS football, and they're actually led by uh, former USF great quarterback Jordan McLeod. So that's a name some of y'all might remember. Just continues the storied success of quarterbacks who leave our program and go on to do better things elsewhere. It also kind of transitions to a general note about rankings overall. They're all just a crapshoot. I mean, you can do whether you do it through people or through statistics and computers or whatever you have. I mean, they tell you who's about in each other's league, but they're not going to tell you who's going to win any given game each week. Uh, Just a reminder, FAU was ranked above us last week in the SP plus rankings. I mean, them, UAB, Rice, Navy, us, we're all in about the same rankings or were. And as we look ahead, there's two teams that are above us pretty, you know, there's a gap with Memphis and UTSA, and there's three teams who are pretty far gap below us as well with Temple, UConn, and Charlotte. So if you go three and two in those, that still gets you to six and six. Beat the teams you're meant to beat. And even despite the the big loss of us losing to UAB and FAU, we really haven't changed our rankings. That's about what the rankings said we were. They knew who we were. As we go to our own internal predictions, Puka was wrong last week with the loss to FAU. This week, he's, his preseason prediction was a win. I also had a loss still. We'll see how that pans out. We're really just going rapid fire through this thing without Puka adding in his commentary. One new little segment I'm going to do, since Puka isn't here to stop me, is I wanted to analyze specifically the three and outs that we had on offense last week. It was four drives, and Coach Go talked about this specifically in his press conference, too, about how he's noticing, and the stats are bearing out, like, first and ten, when we do awful on first and ten, that just sets up the drive. So the first three and out we had, we tried to do a quick outside screen to a wide receiver, got tipped. Then the second play, we... Max protect where you have the post open and miss it. And then down third and 10, we just try to do a deep shot down the sideline that's covered. No idea what was with that play call. But, you know, you had the right idea on a first down. You're trying to do an easy, quick pass, trying to pick up some yardage. Doesn't work. Second down, you really had the play you wanted. Doesn't work. So that's one three and out. Second set of three and outs. We're under the shadow of our own goalposts. First down, Run for a loss, handoff, horrible O-line blocking, 
two defense alignment are in the backfield. It's awful. So you're behind the sticks. Second down, actually our first successful play here. QB option run. Brown keeps it, gets positive yardage, but not a first down. Third down, we go back to the wide receiver screen, trying to keep it simple. Get something positive. Simmons makes a bad cut. Doesn't get to the first down. Just inches short. You could tell how badly we wanted to go for it, but couldn't. So that's frustrating. But at least there you saw some play sequencing. Third three and out. This is to open the second half. This is after we've managed to get some offensive success running the football with Naquan Wright. And we just try to over-adjust and say Naquan's going to be the only thing we do. Maybe we don't anticipate what FAU's going to change coming out of halftime. And that's just first down run, no gain. Second down run, kind of successful. Moderate yardage. Complete missed horse collar tackle by the refs. And then third down, we try to go to Naquan right in the flat. Just nothing. And so it's just like we're trying different things on all these different play calls. But the most important thing is we're not getting the first down success. And then the final fourth three and out, we're down 21. We're just trying to do too much. We, again, run a wide receiver screen. Wide receiver runs all the way across the field, run laterally, no gain. Uh, then we try to do an end around, a little trick play on the next one. Again, loss, no gain. And then the third one, we finally run a traditional drop back pass, dropped ball wide by the wide receiver. So it's just, it's not there, but they are trying to go to different areas of the playbook. And I think they're almost trying too hard instead of just finding what's successful, what's our bread and butter, do that and do it over until it stopped. But the common theme for all of those is that they all started with no success on first down in particular. So try not to get too much in your own head, but really watch those first downs. And we'll see if, if there's no, no gain on first down, you might be starting to already predict that we're going to go three and out as you're watching the game. That was Red's special three and out analysis segment. Doesn't have a name yet. We need Puka for that. Sorry. But that was last week. We're here to talk about UConn. UConn's a name all USF fans should be familiar with. Unlike Rice or UAB or FAU, this is a, a storied history and much much closer to what I would consider a rivalry. Uh, maybe USF fans won't be as upset that way if we lose just because it's it's a name name recognition and perception. But UConn's not good right now. The overall record is a 12 and 5 in favor of USF. And that's five and four on the road up at UConn, which is really hard for me to believe because East Hartsford was just a house of horrors for a long time. It's an eight-game winning streak in USF's favor right now, including four on the road. Uh, prior to that, it was a four-game road losing streak for USF. So uh, that's 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 what I remember about East Hartsford. But apparently, not not so much recently. Sanjay on the Bulls pen he listed out the the storied history of between USF and UConn much better than I could. Uh, but it's got some some crazy stories and games in there. Voodoo 5, there's a snow game, there's Puka infamously flicking off the camera. Uh, there were games where UConn beat us without ever scoring an offensive touchdown. It's It goes on and on. Uh, but for this year, USF is favored by two and a half? I don't get it. What the fuck? We're favored still after those last two weeks. Hey, that's why the odds makers know what they're doing, and I don't. Uh, Over-unders, 53. UConn, they're 1-5. They lost to NC State, lost to Georgia State, lost to FIU, lost to Duke, lost to Utah State. But they did beat Rice two weeks ago. They had a bye last week. So let's talk about that that win over Rice. Early first quarter, Rice is leading 14 to nothing. Everything's going well. Turnovers bite them in the bass. 
uh, two fumbles in four plays under two minutes. All of a sudden it's 14, 13. It would be tied if it wasn't for a blocked extra point, but that's how quickly the game could turn on you. Rice had four turnovers overall. Uh, they outgained UConn 474 yards, 319, 26 to 12 in first downs. It was just domination all over the place, but turnovers let UConn into it and let them eventually come back and win the game. Uh, another note out of that, UConn's just highlighting their bad offense. They're two for nine on third down conversions on offense. That's got We got to be able to take advantage of that bad offense. Other notes about UConn, they're led by old ball coach Jim Mora. He's been around in college and NFL forever. Uh, he's going to run a disciplined team, a more traditional kind of offense and defense. Uh, another connection, Todd Orlando in his past was the Huskies defense coordinator for a while, uh, back when we were talking about those crazy games that USF had against UConn. But yeah, I don't know what else to say about him. I don't think he's going to have any insider knowledge of their team currently. But the real story is their offense is just bad. 322 yards per game. We talked about the third downs just a second ago. But last, we said the same thing last week. The USF defense is the perfect remedy for that. Just can't be. It can't be. We're going we're gonna to play some defense this week, I think. Uh, they're led by their backup quarterback, just like the team last week. Quarterback number six, Taquan Robertson. Uh, he's Penn State transfer, but did not play at all there. This year, he's got 970 yards passing, seven touchdowns, two interceptions, and it has about 60% completion rate. Uh, their biggest offensive weapon is running back 22, Victor Rosa. 75 carries for 400 yards and two touchdowns. He's been lacking in the touchdowns department, but we'll get to that reason in a second. In the passing game, their biggest threat is tight end 17, Justin Jolly. 23 catches, 291 yards, and a big touchdown against Rice. Their secret weapon, and the guy, I guess not so secret, but if you haven't been following UConn, you probably don't know about him, but I'm going to tell you about him right now. D lineman number 97, Jelani Stafford. I'm not here to talk about what he does on the defensive side of the football. I'm sure he's solid there, but he's got five rushing touchdowns as a fullback in their goal line package this year. So if they get down into the goal line, got to stop him got to stop him I don't know who who on our team's going to tackle him but it's got to happen just key him if they end up hitting you on play action or something so be it but you got to take away the primary threat the other things you want to see from USF as we talk about keying on Jelani Stafford I also want to see them just simplify what we're doing not so much worry about UConn UConn's going to play their game USF just needs to do what USF does what we were doing prior to these last two weeks can't go down 14 to nothing I want to see a game where even if we don't end up pulling out the win, it's at least competitive for the full 60 minutes. And I think the key to that is simplification. And I Golish mentioned this too. Obviously we don't want to run the exact same play every time because then that just gives the defense an advantage. They know how to play you, et cetera. But I do think we need to simplify and make our guys confident in what they're doing out there. Our offense, despite all its struggles and frustrations, it's number 37 in the nation in yards per game. We can hit plays. we got to play like it. I want to see Byron Brown cook. The ball should be in his hands the majority of the time. And get out of our head. It's both players and play callers. We've had some drops the last couple of weeks. We seem to be trying to be too cute, too safe. Just play. Play fast. Go out there. Do your thing. Defense, very similar. We, we just got to play ball. We got to figure out how to communicate in the back end. 
get your coverages aligned, get everyone set up, see what's in front of you, see the ball, run to the ball, make the tackle, make a play. Uh, we are slipping dangerously down the rankings on defense towards that that number 130 spot. We're currently 123 yards per game. and But despite all the yards and the points, it's the statistics say we're not as bad when you look at win success rates all that type of stuff so there's the ability to make plays there just got to go out and do it finally we got to get the win we need to i'm not confident it's going to happen but leave it all out there before the bye week know that you got a week to rest up i mean the bye week can be great if we win it then you're celebrating for two weeks you're having the confidence as you as you come back afterwards or it could be real, real dark, with, with especially with our probably what's our hardest game of the season against Memphis after the bye. Even Coach Go, I, I did like that he talked about how he's glad we didn't have the bye this week, that after the loss he wanted to get out there. Best thing you can do, go play some football, correct it on the field. Uh, but that could backfire if, if, if things don't go well this week. Flying along in this podcast. I love it. Who needs fucking Puka? It's, you guys can get everything you need in like 10 minutes. All right, we got Kay's pumper dump now. He was 2-1 last week in non-USF picks, but his one loss was a real bad beat. Houston hit the Hail Mary on Thursday night on the last play, and man, that's a tough way to lose one, but otherwise he was right on the money. FSU strolled. Uh, Navy had a shutout against Charlotte, so those were his two wins. Let's get into this week's picks. He's got the over 31.5 points in the Iowa-Minnesota game. That's Iowa's chase for 30, 325 points for their offense coordinator this season. Uh, he's got Ohio State covering 4.5 against Penn State. North Texas covers plus 21 at Tulane. And K says stay far away from anything USF related. He's not betting on it. He's way too emotionally invested. Can't be a smart, smart decision maker there. Luka has actually sent in his prediction for the USF game as well. Hi, I'm Puka. This game's going to end in a 0-0 tie between USF and UConn. No one's going to win. But actually, USF's going to win 42-35. to But I don't know how we get 42 points or hold them to only 35. I have a big dick, and I'm really good at predicting football. Well, thanks, Puka. That was a great, great prediction. Hope you're right. I'm going a little off the cuff. I'm going 9-7. to seven. UConn beats us without scoring a touchdown. But I'd still be impressed that our defense only held them to 9 points. Yeah, well, not much more to say about this one. It's a 3.30 p.m. kick this Saturday on CBS Sports Network. So thank God for that small blessing of not having the same ESPN2 crew for another week. Uh, for those of you going, it does look like it could be cold and wet. I'm sure that won't be a, another excuse for us to lose or anything. And with the bye week and Puka being out, I don't know when you'll hear from us again. But it'll be sometime before Memphis, and it'll hit all our socials when it does. So follow, like, subscribe, and go Bulls. Go Bulls. <laughs>